Welcome to the Words of Wisdom podcast. This is the place to be to raise the consciousness within in order to create a life and business of ease, flow, and freedom. This podcast offers inspiring stories, strategies, and special guests to help you become your most aligned self. I am Minerva Maharaj, a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer, turned ICF accredited spiritual life coach, founder of Goddess of Wisdom Spiritual Life Coaching, and Star Seed Academy Coach Training. My soul's mission is to show you the impossible is truly possible. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Let's get to awakening your soul's wisdom. another episode of Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj, and today I have another very special guest with me, Julian Crossan Hill. Julian Crossan Hill is a certified spiritual coach and life coach through the Life Purpose Institute, RYT 200 yoga instructor, tarot card reader, meditation teacher, and spiritual guide. He is a former CTO, software engineer, and artist. Julian's mission is to teach and guide others to live a spiritually aligned life that answers their unique calling. He is the owner of Priests of Inanna, where he offers spiritual life coaching, courses on spiritual living, spiritually based entrepreneurship, and human design. He incorporates human design, ritual, storytelling, art, and movement into his process of creating inner transformation. And he's also going to be an instructor at Starseed Academy Coach Training. Thanks, Jillian, for being here. Yeah, thank you, Minerva. I'm, ex- I'm excited to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, every, you're just such a like a bowl of wisdom, and I'm just excited for everyone to learn from you. So let's dive deep into it. I want to know, does everybody have a life purpose? I think everyone wants to know that. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has a life purpose. So you know, we're, we come here into this art incarnation uh, with an agreement to do some work. Um, and that work is our life purpose. It's kind of the intersection of where our passions and our strengths and our spiritual gifts all come together. And I think even more exciting than life purpose is I work with my clients on unique calling. And unique calling is where your life purpose intersects with your spiritual service, how you serve the bigger collective to move all of our spiritual evolution forward. Mm, I love that. And that was actually my next question because I remember reading on your website that there's a difference between unique calling and life purpose. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So your life purpose, you know, really is about the kind of work that you're doing. Um, but your unique calling is really like, it, it's your spiritual mission here. It's how your work works in service to spirit how it works in service to the collective and how it contributes to the greater evolution of humankind. So, you know, unique calling is, is like taking your life purpose and just leveling it up. Mm-hmm. So what is your, what's your unique calling? So my unique calling is, is to teach and, and guide other people into living a spiritual life that's in alignment with their unique calling. So it's all about helping other people um, find that work that they're here to do that's going to um, help the evolution of, of humankind. Mm-hmm. And so then how did you discover that that's your unique calling? Oh, gosh. So mine has been, you know, it's been a twisty road. And I think that that's how it works for a lot of people is that it unfolds sort of organically like a beautiful flower. So, you know, I um, started out as a, you know, undergrad at University of New Mexico. I studied art and art education to be a teacher in public schools. 
I taught for a year and then moved into the um, web design software industry. And over 25 years in that industry, I really learned a lot about leadership as I moved up through the ranks. And, um, but it just wasn't fulfilling me. And so I, you know, became a, a tarot reader. I did, taught yoga. I started doing all of these spiritual things outside of work. And, and work was really the way that I was paying for myself, my investment in myself to grow my spirituality. And as I did that work, it just sort of, sort of unfolded. Um, I eventually came to coaching and, you know, in the, in the course of doing that spiritual work and, and learning to become an effective spiritual life coach, because that's a process as well, um, you know, it just sort of unfolded that way. Yeah. It's so beautiful, like how all the things from your previous life, I call it our past life, but in this lifetime that leads us up into discovering that we're meant to be spiritual coaches. So were you surprised to go from engineering to being a spiritual coach? Were you surprised of that transition for yourself? Um, it wasn't a terrible surprise for me. So, you know, I grew up, my, my mother had um, married very young to ex get away from um, her home because my grandmother was very religious, you know, evangelical, who had always said that I, my mission, like that I was, that God was going to call me to the ministry and that I was going to be a pastor or a teacher in the ministry, you know, which of course, you know, I did, I was raised in a very spiritual home. And so it always sort of felt like, yeah, whatever grandma, but so it wasn't, so like looking back on my journey and on those like destiny experiences, you know, those, those experiences we have in life that sort of like leave little breadcrumbs um, through our life. It's not a surprise. So yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Actually, as you were saying that, I remember in my Raptor days and my, my past life of being a dancer, and I think you know this, I remember one of the managers there ended up saying, I think you're going to be a teacher one day, like in a school or something. And I was so mad because I was like, I'm supposed to be a dancer. Like I'm supposed to be an entertainer. <laughs> I was like, this is not aligned to the plan I, I had for myself. And lo and behold, when uh, you know I was done with that life, I was just like, okay. And I dove deep into my spirituality. It was like, you're meant to teach coaching with meditation and help people change their lives with some spiritual coming. I didn't even know spiritual coaching existed, but it's so true. Like the breadcrumbs, it was kind of always there because I was into self-development and they're going deeper into like spirits and all that stuff. So it's so funny. And I love hearing those stories of how it evolves and the signs are always there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people initially resist their calling. Like, you know, we, we kind of, we, we tell ourselves a story of what our perfect life looks like, and it's not necessarily the perfect life that spirit has designed for us. And so we're kind of out of alignment, but we try to force it. And so, you know, it's, it's funny how many people like resist their calling initially, um, because it doesn't align with the story they've been telling themselves. Yes. Yeah. It's not what you thought it was going to be. It's not maybe as fancy or adventurous or what you were told as well that you're supposed to be. So what happens when you do resist it? Like, what are the signs that you're resisting it? And then my next question will be, so what are the signs when you are in alignment to it? Yeah. So, so resistance looks like a lot of things. So um, one is, you know, just feeling unfulfilled, you know, you get this, um, you come home at the end of the day, exhausted from work, like it just drains your energy, 
you feel unfulfilled, you're constantly reaching for something and you're not real sure what it is, but it just never quite like comes. Um, and then also another, another sign that you're out of alignment is, you know, just in addition to frustration, sometimes like anger, you know, feeling like you've been cheated, being angry at the world, like you're not getting what you what you what you need or what you want. Um, so it definitely comes out as like this frustration, this anger, disappointment a lot, like feeling disappointed that things didn't work out. And, and ironically, you know, I teach human design and those are all of what we call the non-self themes as well. So it's, and it's all because we're out of alignment um, because in human design, one of the things that we teach is the mind is not the authority. And so people, try to make these decisions in their head instead of listening to the rest of their their energetic body. And so so it's it's funny how like you know the same themes themes pop up when you're out of alignment. It looks the same regardless of what you're out of alignment with. Yes. Yes, exactly. You do know, you do feel it, but we almost try to like fix it in that negative feeling and prove ourselves wrong or right, I guess, that this is what I'm meant to do, but you create more pain and suffering for yourself. And there are signs that you're out of alignment. So how, what are the signs that you are in alignment to living your life purpose? And even if people are like, is this for me right now? How do you know you're in alignment to your life purpose and unique calling? Yeah. So you're, you, you know, when you're, you're in alignment because, you know, you feel excited to start every day and you feel like your work is a blessing to you um, and to others. So, you know, there's, there's definitely something about having people, you know, really like seeing someone transform or seeing someone like evolve spiritually and, and, and their consciousness. And so you get that like really deep level of satisfaction you feel excited to do your work you have the right amount of energy to get through the day. You know, you have the energy to tackle the day. You don't start Monday feeling drained and wiped out or sliding into Friday with like nothing left for the weekend. You know, you just, the, when you're in alignment, there's this flow of energy that happens that just sort of sustains you and keeps you going. Um, and there's like a piece, you know, you, you learn to sort of accept things as they come. You're no longer forcing things, you're allowing things to flow. And it's a very different sort of energy when you're in flow and you're not trying to force things to happen. And so, you know, it's this very like peaceful experience of just allowing things to come naturally and trusting that they will come in the right time for you. Mm -hmm. And what's an example of that, either that you've experienced yourself or one of your clients of when you are in alignment to your life calling, that things just start flowing. Oh gosh, there's there's been so many, like just, you know, the things that I've struggled with in my business when I was launching, you know, once I sort of got into the right flow and the right alignment, you know, th those boundaries or those barriers just sort of like fell away, um, you know, there's also just people kind of like, you know, we, we always think that business is about marketing and it's about this sort of like marketing, like everything you read about marketing is based on like fear and lack and trying to like talk to people's like fear of missing out or fear of not having. And, you know, when you let go of that and be in flow, people just come to you naturally, like marketing becomes very heart centered and very authentic. And it just doesn't, you don't have to force it. It just sort of happens. And that's definitely an example that has happened for me. Like I've seen, 
you know, the number of followers coming in in Instagram, just like naturally without having to do a lot of effort. I've seen, you know, people reaching out to me, um, past clients have come back period. Like, okay, I've, I've done all this other stuff. You helped me remove these blocks. Now, I, now I'm ready to go to the next level. What's next? Like, let's work together again. So it just kind of unfolds that way. So beautiful. And it's so true. Like, especially when I went deeper into my human design, but number one, when I just went into, okay, this is my life's work. I remember someone pulling a card for me. I went to a psychic when I was in a dark time and they said, around like your thirties, you're going to have a totally different career switch. And at that time I was so unresistant to it because my dance career wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And she said, I'm like, Oh, does that mean acting? Cause I was kind of dabbling in that at the time. And she's like, no, it's com something completely different. And finally, when I discovered spiritual coaching, it's so true. The path and the experience was just such a different vibration and feeling. Whereas the website person came in and people were coming in before I even had a website up. And it was just such flow. And really all of my soulmate clients always came from a place of flow. And I, I love that you're saying this because it just reminds me that when you were truly in alignment to your life purpose, to your unique calling, there is more flow and ease and less force of, of creating your living a life of your life purpose, right? Cause some people think you just can't, it's not sustainable, but would you have thought you would be as successful as you are now doing, following your life purpose? No, I, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, I've, I've been teaching spiritual like workshops and things for a number of years, and I always did it free, like at festivals or little like spirituality conferences and things, because I had convinced, I had convinced myself that you can't make a living doing this kind of work. Um, and I hear that over and over from clients who work with me on their businesses, that they can't make a living doing this. And so, no, I don't think that, like in the past, I never would have believed that I could be a successful spiritual life coach. Um, so, but once I got out of my head and started to like trust, you know, my whole energetic body and really tuning into what, what in human design we call our authority, um, you know, the decisions became so much easier and things started to flow. I also gave up on that like idea of trying to force it. Yeah. And, um, and, and also like, you know, when you start to view money more as a tool um, and less as something that you've got to like hoard or have a lot of and kind of let go of some of that idea, some of the like, I say old fashioned ideas around money, um, it definitely changes changes your whole mindset and you start to like move in a very different way in the business world. For sure. And then you can really, first of all, discover your life purpose and build a business from that or whatever life path from that. And I think it really does come down to that belief. Cause you said, you know, you believe you didn't believe you could make money from it, but the, it's not like the minute you shifted that, that things started to match that. So really the, what you believe you achieve is what I truly believe in. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I totally believe you create your own reality. I mean, you know, I, I first got exposed to that idea reading the Seth material like 30 years ago, and it was mind blowing at the time. But now it's just like, yeah, I totally know that what you believe is, is very much what you create. Yeah. Yeah. If you're affirming that it's not possible to have a like it's not practical to make a living out of your passion or people are not going to pay for that, or who's going to pay me to do something like this, that's going to be your experience. But the minute you start 
transitioning and shifting out of that, even open, I always say open up the question of what if it is possible? What is my purpose? What if I surrender to that? What would it look like if I really was living in alignment to that? And you really start seeing affirmations, but I believe it truly starts in the mind and internally, yeah. you see it externally. Yeah, absolutely. And and that that idea of like what what's practical, like right, we we say it's not practical to to, to do this kind of work because you're not going to make a living or whatever. But is the way any business runs today practical? I mean, like you know, there are all these businesses that pay pretty much poverty wages, um, which isn't practical for people to live on. But yet, you know, government is subsidizing that in the form of like food stamps and welfare and and other programs. We're destroying our climate with overconsumption of resources for profit. So, you know, you, it, it really takes shifting your, your definition of practical in the yeah. first place. Yeah. And especially during this time of COVID, how many people have lost their jobs, businesses going out of, um, going out of business and how practical is that? Like what we deem as secure is not always secure. And I think a lot of that has been shaken to its core during this time. So well, let's go back to discovering your life purpose. I just love where this conversation is going. So I'm wondering, is there, I know this is what you do for a living and you, it takes like three, six months, I believe, working with you to really discover this, but what are some tips, uh, like the top three tips in terms for those who are not, how do you discover your life purpose and your unique calling? Are there top tips that you would offer here? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing, um, one of the exercises I do is, is discovering what I call your calling compass. And your calling compass is basically getting really clear on what your passions are. What are the things that you want to create in your life that you are most passionate about? And when I work with my clients, I, we usually work, work through a whole process to sort of condense it down to about like five out of a list of about 15. Um, but you could do it, you know, with five and get it down to one, you know, whatever. But the idea is, what is the thing that you're most passionate about? And then every decision that you're making with your career or, you know, jobs or work, you, you measure it by that, you know, am I moving closer to my ideal life, to this passion that I have, or am I moving further away from it? So that's one technique. And then the other one, I kind of mentioned, you know, storytelling is a big part of my process. So writing your, your what I call your autobiography or your personal story, and, you know, just recall as many experiences as you can um, over your life and write, you know, I, I'm a big fan of journaling. So journaling that down and then looking for the common themes, where have things come up that maybe you had resistance to um, throughout your life, but finding those common themes in your personal story, it will definitely point you more towards um, your unique purpose, your unique calling, because I really believe that like, you know, the clues are there and they're threaded throughout our life. Uh, it's just a matter of like connecting the dots. And, and usually, you know, when people do find, their, find it, they're like, oh, I kind of knew that already. But, you know, and it, it, it's, it's really funny. It's almost never a surprise to anyone when it actually, they actually uncover it. So um, those, are, those are a couple of techniques that I would do. And then just, you know, really take a very like, objective look at what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses you know a lot of us are are in jobs today that 
we are do very well at, but if we really like take an inventory of our strengths and weaknesses, they're probably not the best suited for us. And there's probably something else that would fit better. Um, and so like looking at your strengths and weaknesses and taking a good inventory of like, what are the things that you're really, really strong in? Um, because that's going to definitely help you, you know, combine with the other things, arrive at a better idea of your unique calling and, and how you can leverage your strengths, um, you know, in a way, because there are a lot of people that are called to this, um, to this purpose of being spiritual life coaches, but we all have our own way that we approach it. And it's all based on those strengths and weaknesses and those passions that we have. So, you know, it's, it's this like puzzle almost, and there's lots of different pieces that we put together to do it. And, and you mentioned it, it is like a three to six month process typically that my clients go through because there's, there's just uncovering it to begin with, like figure, putting all those clues together and figuring out what it is. And then there's like overcoming all of the blocks and obstacles, you know, the fear and all of the false beliefs and things like that, that we have that hold us back. And then carrying it out. Once you do all of that, like clearing work, building from that place. And I love those three tips. The one thing that came up as you were talking to is like, do you want to discover your life purpose? Right. And maybe it goes into the mindset. Cause I just hear so many people around me is like, well, I don't have a life purpose. I'm going to be stuck at this job. It's so draining. I don't like it. And I'm just thinking like, well, what are you going to do about it? Like my biggest pet peeve is people who complain and don't change anything. And it's like, like, so to me, it's like, do you want to find your life purpose? Do you want to find something that is more fulfilling? And I feel like that is such like the secret step at the beginning. Like, do you even want to? It's like a decision. And I think once you make that decision, then yes, it's there and it will unfold. You'll just see all the breadcrumbs and it's under your nose, I believe. So thank God for people like you because <laughs> we need more people living their life purpose. So tell me one of your favorite client stories of them. Maybe like, I would love to know, this is fascinating to me about someone who's like, I don't have a life purpose or I really don't know what it is. And it just seems so far and foreign for them, but they discovered it. Is there a story you can share around that? Yeah. Um, so I'm working with um, a client right now who's really like been struggling in a job that they don't love. And we've been, you know, we're getting really close to their purpose. And I think that the biggest like takeaway for them was like, they, they came with the, they came right away. They were like, this is what I really want to do, but I've got a family and I've got all these things and I just can't do that. And like, we worked through this process and it was for them, like they kind of already knew in a way what it was, but they had like really convinced themselves that there was only this one really narrow way to do it. Um, and so once they started to like think more expansively about all the different ways that they could do it, um, you know, that was really expansive for them. Um, and, and they like arrived at like, oh, I could do this instead and it fulfills it for me. And so they, you know, they got there, but it was just, it's really funny. And I, I actually have another client I just uh, worked with that had the same thing. Like they had something that they really deeply were passionate about. They really believed in it, but they just had convinced themselves that there was only one way to do it, you know? And so, um, you know, it was, it was really kind of informative. Like I, this, this one client, 
um, had convinced herself that she had to go to school and get a PhD to do her life purpose. And she already had a master's in a different field. And just through talking through the process, it was like, well, do these organizations that you're talking about needing a PhD in this other field to do need these things that you've just like listed as your strengths? Yeah. Like, and she was like, oh yeah, they need that too. And it's like, well, what, you know, how does that resonate for you? And it was like so mind blowing to like, for her to like connect those dots and be like, yeah, they need the skills I have as well. I don't have to go do more schooling to do this. Yeah, and those are the powerful moments when your mind just blows wide open and you just see beyond what you were just seeing this little tunnel vision that has to be this way. But it's just so freeing and so much possibilities and so much opens up when you just break that shell in your mind of what it has to be and the way it has to be. So beautiful. So how can people get in touch with you, Julian? Yeah, absolutely. So people can get in touch with me through my website, priestofinana.com. And Inanna is I-N-A-N-N-A. So you can visit me at my website. I also have a Facebook page and you can also find me at Instagram. And my handle is also Priest of Inanna. Awesome. And before we go, because we did mention you are an instructor at Starseed Academy, tell us what you're most excited about and what made you sign on to be a part of our Starseed team. Oh my gosh. Well, so there were a couple of things, honestly. And one is, you know, obviously I've, I've followed you for some time, Minerva, and worked with you. And so um, I knew your approach to things. And so I was very excited about that. I'm also really excited to see um, more conscious marketing being taught in this process of training life, spiritual life coaches. Cause I already knew like, you know, from, from working with you in the past that your approach to coaching was going to be awesome. But <laughs> like the thing that really excited me was, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of bad marketing advice out there and a lot of bad business advice being given to new coaches and new spiritual business people. And so the fact that you were taking this approach of conscious marketing, you're incorporating human design, like that's really exciting to me, because I think that that is where a lot of people who are uncovering their unique calling really struggle. They, they find their unique calling and they feel called to start some sort of business, but then they just like, don't get the traction because they don't understand how to, how to take it to the next level there and take this like conscious heart-centered approach to marketing. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for saying that. And we're just so blessed to have you a part of our team. And for anyone who's interested at the time that this recording is released, our cohort is closed for June, 2021. But to get onto the wait list for our next cohort and one of our classes that Julian is teaching or myself is teaching, go to Starseed Academy, coachtraining.com to get on the list. We also offer a monthly um, hot seat coaching, which is absolutely free, where spiritual coaches and healers can come, bring your questions, bring your struggles around your business, clients, making money, and Julie and I will support you with that. So that is monthly. So you just visit our site for the next upcoming date. And Julian, thank you so much. I'm so blessed to spend this extra time with you and to have you a part of our team. And thank you for everything you're doing because it's such important work. And yeah, just thank you. That's all I have to say to you. Yeah, thank you, Minerva. I enjoyed hanging out and chatting with you today about unique calling. 
Awesome. And we're going to leave um, Julian's information on our, on our website on goddessofwisdom.ca and starseedacademycoachtraining.com. Be sure to get in touch and book a call with him. You're not going to regret it. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a wonderful day. Thank you.